Podcast, Episode 4. My name is Alex, and then with us today we also have... got Osh over here. And Aaron. And Rob, of course. So we're joined today, the whole crew is back together. We have reunited since Episode 3. Uh, it's for this big anniversary episode, of course. Uh, episode 4. The, Such fourth, nice, the fourth nice. weekly anniversary. It's, yeah, the fourth it, weekly anniversary. But we just changed the day because it's gonna it's gonna be one of those things that happens every week. It's, it's kind of it's kind of our one month anniversary. The four oh. weeks in. Okay. So so are you, so are you facilitating the crazy girlfriend? Yeah, month? yeah. We've been going steady for at least a month now. So we is, gotta make this a huge thing. Oh, it's so huge, man! This I mean, this we gotta make a it, massive romantic gesture. It feels as if we gotta go to Red Lobster after or something. Now. <laughs> Going to Red Lobster. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, that's high class for you, eh? <laughs> so just that's the best of the best. Telling, Osher. <laughs> I was thinking like like a celebration, a one month thing. You know, it doesn't have like we'll, we'll save the big stuff for the one year. You know, oh, yeah, 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 like right. the Italian, the high end Italian. Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. So here we are then, uh, our one month anniversary all together. Pretty wonderful. Uh, we're gonna kick off today with uh, just some news, some news items, mainly uh, Nintendo. Nintendo's yeah. the big deal. What's happening right now? We had big news this last week on Wednesday. So apparently, two things. It's a twofold thing. There will be no virtual console on the Switch. No. Why? Why? Okay, is, it, is it that they are just not going to have the virtual console, or are they just calling it something else? Are, are they, they like wrapping they it? Clearly, don't something? want money. So. Yeah, Nintendo's not a fan of making money. So yeah, they're, they're just not big no, on it. like that actually yeah. seems to be the case sometimes. It's like mm-hmm. almost like they're trying to pull a Konami. Like they're like, oh, we got all these like pachinko machines. Yeah. We don't really care about our games anymore. Right. I mean, the so, fact that we're basically a year in at this point. Yeah, they're and... trying to. It's like they're trying to Ryan Johnson it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. I was just sorry. I'm just seeding for the Star Wars thing. Yeah, that we're seedings. That's gonna talk. That's yeah. gonna be the talk in a little bit. I think originally when they were talking about the Switch, they wanted to allow people to stream the games or kind of like borrow them basically for a month and then take them back. So I think that's why they don't want to do the virtual console. Oh my god, that makes so much sense. You know, because Blockbuster did so well, yeah. we should emulate yes. that business model. Yeah, we yes, should bring absolutely. It back. 100%. Yes, yeah. Well, no, like I think it's like including the the subscription. So each month you would have like a choice of games that you could play, and then oh, like a rotating vault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're gonna treat it like a vault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the yeah. people don't own the game. Nintendo supplies access to the game. That's a great way to have a very inconsistent player base. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this month I will get it. The next month I will cancel. Yeah. Unless I'm... I become a pro, then I got to put down the dough. That's right, man. Exactly. That's right. You got to toss exactly. in for yeah, it. So, that's... this service is not called Virtual Console, however. It is called, and this is going to be really creative, guys Nintendo Switch Online. Ooh. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Because, oh. uh, right to the point. Anything that's yeah. online. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, we're giving it a bad rap. We don't we don't actually know how it's going to yeah, work. Yeah, we really have no idea at this point. Uh, so the service is going to cost $20 per year, U.S. dollars. That's not uh, bad. It's not okay. bad. It's not bad. Uh, however, if you're trying to use it on more than one profile on the Switch, uh, it's going to cost you 35 because you got to buy, buy a so-called family plan. Oh, that's, that's still $3 a month. I don't know. That's silly. <laughs> that is silly to me. I get it on a console-to-console basis. Yeah, but on a profile basis, that's kind of scummy. Yeah, I felt like it was a little price gougy, especially we've already gone a year uh, with the Nintendo Switch at this point. Uh, I think it was sort of in good faith, you know, everyone gaming on it and thinking like, oh, well, Nintendo will offer us, you know, in a future virtual console, they'll offer us cloud saving, which th- which this will include. Yeah, and then and then it, and then it happens, 
and it has to, it has to be a service, right? And, and yeah, it seems to be the way everything's headed. Oh man, so, that's I mean, coming, so rough, though. Coming from a guy who's been paying for Xbox Live for time, you know, I used to pay much more than that per month. Sure. Than what they're saying, you know, for a the, year. The name just reminds me of America Online, so. I, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm not, not. Oh, the throwback. Oh, so, shit. so you're completely in love with the name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> completely can in we, love. Can we get this on a CD? Uh, in the mail, <laughs> and then we'll pop that into the switch. We're not sure how that's going to be accomplished yeah, yeah. yet. A bunch yeah. of cereal boxes and open them up for yeah. a CD. If like. it made like fifty six K modem sounds, like that would be the absolute best. Whenever you log in, yeah, that'd be fantastic. So, yeah. that, there's nothing else. Yeah. If, if nothing else, it would it would be, it would actually be good for sales for them because I would be breaking all my switches. Yeah, it's true. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, and then you'd be like, "Fuck, I want to play Smash Bros." Or, or and just following up on a lot of warranties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Man, they're forget, all undoing. Forget all these like main st- main stage games. Like, what about uh, what was it? Ace of the of seafood. Mm. That, Ace of seafood. Yeah, what fantastic. It? Uh, it's like I think it's called Ace of seafood. It's a it's a game on the Switch store. I don't know. You play as like fish and stuff yeah. like that, but you shoot lasers. That sounds It's the most bizarre thing yeah. you've ever seen. Awesome. Well, uh, I think at one point you fight the American Navy. Yeah, so we're promoting this game, or it's like a skip? I'm not even... No, no, we're promoting the game. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the artificial no, stance is, is we're promoting this, this game. This is right? not get edited out. <laughs> we need more of this game. I haven't played it yet, but it looks amazing. Well, maybe they'll include it on uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Who knows? Right off the bat, uh, there's some NES titles that we'll have access to that will also be coming... Uh, with online functionality of some sort. So I don't know if they're referring to multiplayer, potentially, or, or co-op, depending on the game. Okay, I could... Here's hoping. Yeah, yeah. That, that could be kind of cool, like playing co-op the old, the old like, SNES, uh, like yeah. Mario, like, online with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yep. could see that being fun. And Mar- Mario's one of the titles, right? So of, of the 20 that are supposed to be available right off the bat, some are Balloon Fight, Donkey Kong, okay. Dr. Oh, Mario. Donkey Kong oh, would yeah. be... A lot of fun. DK, you know? man. You know, especially, I mean, I remember all the, I remember the 3D version. I don't know, that. man. Some of those games were hyped, I think. They were not that good. I and mean, it's just... Dr. Mario, though. Dr. Mario holds up. Uh, I would say Dr. Mario has stood the so, test of time. So, we will see. We will in terms see. of a solid puzzle game, great game. Isn't that like yeah, Tetris, basically? A little bit. You know, okay. Yeah, you're connecting the, the different colored pill... Pieces, yeah. Yeah. You know how they bring out the big production Mario, like Mario Odyssey or, you know, Sunshine, whatever system, like yeah. exactly, for whatever system came out, there was that one. If you get one of those alternate stories that are like the Luigi's Mansion, or like you're expecting like a good 75, 80% of the wow you're going to get from the main Mario title, well, right? So, uh, I mean, I guess that's for why... NES title. Or <laughs> NES titles, right? Or, no, for, like, uh, some Nintendo titles. So, like, Donkey Kong, when you're saying it's, like, a lot of hype. Oh, yeah, I, no. I I'm... mean, you have to accept that that's, like... I'm also, you I'm get I'm 75% almost... hype of Mario, yeah. <laughs> I'm also taking... Sorry, Donkey Kong lovers, you know what I'm saying? I'm also taking the piss, but, I mean, like... <laughs> the the one thing that's always kind of blown my mind, and it, this is just probably just me. I mean, some people might agree with this, they might not. Playing all of these Mario games, Mario Sunshine, I'm not saying I don't like them, but like then we have Galaxy and then Odyssey. Mm. They've all got these weird gimmicks to them. Like Yeah. Yeah, like, there's but, always a gimmick. But in one the game. of the one of the best ones had no gimmick. 
which was Mario 64. Mario 64, yes. I think the gimmick was 3D, though. The, 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 okay. Oh, yeah. man. But, I mean, that's a gimmick that's become standardized. Right. It, yeah, which it's is the why standard. they're going with these new gimmicks. The hat, the, the galaxy, the stars. Yeah, but, the, none, yeah. Of, but none of it Sunshine sticks. Sunshine was the water jetpack. Yeah. The water but clean, like, cleaning up the world. Where's Mario Sunshine 2? Whereas, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh. there's these games that have essentially kind of branched off to do these unique things, which is cool. I like them. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't misunderstand that. But it's like, you don't know what you're going to get every time you get Mario. Which I guess, some people could like it because it's refreshing. But at the same time, it's like, I would like to see more Mario 64 style with just more unique challenges. Mm. And, and cooler mechanics built in that don't rely on this kind of weird gimmick. Like a hat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, because like, at the same time, like they left so much unexplored. Like, you had Mario 64, but you never had, like, the Fire Flower. Right. Like, where you change, or, like, the, right. or, like, the, the raccoon suit. Or I fully expect the next Mar- the next mainline Mario title, he's ripping his mustache off of his face and whipping it at enemies. Right? No it's, way. It's, what is this, Gurren Lagon? It's just a horrific event every time he does it. So, oh, I don't, I'm just, this is all speculation. It would, only, it would only be good. to grow a new mustache immediately. Oh, <laughs> yes. like, it's like, it goes back. <laughs> well, speaking of dark uh, details about Mario, I was just playing um, uh, Super Mario World uh, on the SNES Classic, and I'm yeah. playing it, and I and I didn't remember this from when I was a kid, but you know when you're riding Yoshi and his tongue goes out and you're yeah. grabbing things with his tongue, Mario is punching Yoshi in the back of the head to force his tongue to come out. Yeah. No way. Yes. No. Yes. I yeah. can't believe Dude, that. I'll show I'm, you later. I, it's I'm crazy. Gonna go watch I'm, I'm watching it now and I'm like, oh my god, this is dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how you, Yoshi's work. They, You have to abuse them, man. This is, like, not a, this is not a weird he's, thing. Like, he's literally like, clocking Yoshi in the back of the head and his tongue comes out. It's so messed up, man. I like how you're, you're looking at me I mean, like I'm actually talking fact here. I'm being an idiot. No, no, no. I mean, the, maybe that's phys- physiologically the only way to make them do that reaction. It's a, kind of like a, it's like, a it's soft how, button. It's like, it's like how their parents teach the Yoshis how to hunt, you know? It's like... Well, no, no, no. It's, she it's hit him possible. right in the back and they're like... It's possible <laughs> that before Mario rode a Yoshi that no Yoshi had ever threw his tongue out before like that. Oh my God. Maybe. Because they don't have like fists. They have like, they have like powerful They have legs. like T-Rex arms. Yeah, they have like they, T-Rex yeah. arms. They, photo, they photosynthesize to keep their energy reserves. Yeah. And, yeah. you know. That's probably right. That's probably right. <laughs> well, I can see like, they just go around eating things. Well, apples. Yeah, they oh. eat apples. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Ice Climber is another one that'll be released on oh, uh, Nintendo good, Switch Online. Oh, that's going to be a good Maybe a two-player 65% one of the, the main title release. I like that. Oh, uh, Legend of Zelda, the now original. Now we're back up to the 99%. Okay, hold on a second. So wait, like Legend of Zelda, when you say the original, what do you mean? So this like, are we talking be... like, like pre-SNES? Like, this, are we talking yeah. like Nintendo? Yeah, these Nintendo? are all NES titles. These no, are oh, all... so it's NES. Then what the heck is Zelda doing there? Which is there was the, there was a Zelda for SNES, but I was thinking like well yeah, Link to the Past not, yeah, but it's not the original. It's not the original. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the first the first thing you do is go into a cave, find the old man, and get a sword. Yeah, kind of Zelda. Yeah. That that's this one. You know what that's I love about one. that Zelda is that it doesn't give you a direct like bottleneck storyline that you got to follow. Yeah, it kind of throws you at the world, and you're like, okay, um, I'm gonna go fight this thing. 
oh, I don't even have bombs yet. I can't even yeah, no, beat it's, this creature. It lets you go and make mistakes. It lets you make mistakes. Yeah. And you get yeah. a bomb, and you're like, oh my god, that thing. I can kill with a bomb now. It's so Dark Soulsy before it's times. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah that, that's actually really interesting because I really like games that have no plot. Fuck plot, man. Just put you Just in a universe. Just get to it. Just put you in a... No, are you kidding me? Games have gotten so much better. <laughs> but even Dark Souls has like has like a plot. But no, like this is very, just back, this is back in the old days though, when like the teams were a lot smaller, the standards were lower. They're still good games, but yeah. I mean, in my mind, we can't completely harken back to these games and idolize them when there was so much that they do not have. Kind of true. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, let's put it this way: Would you rather play like what's a what's your favorite SNES game? Favorite SNES game? Whoa, Mario RPG. Yeah, sure. Even if it's not, like, even if you're just throwing it out there, that's Yeah, fine. no, that's but definitely the, in the top, yeah. Okay, so, now, would you rather it. play that till the end of time, or would you rather play, like, the new God of War? New God of War, hands down. See? <laughs> no contest. There's, there yeah. was no hesitation in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the old games are fun, but, I mean, in my busy day schedule, I'm not gonna play them. Yeah, yeah, I did start a file on Mario RPG, though, on I, the SNES I, I Classic. Pick, I would pick it up if I was sick. Yeah. And I would play it for like a week. I'm playing it specifically on Saturday mornings. Just that's like, like that's like my SNES classic time. Very that's nice. fair. Yeah. Like I, you know what? It's a good replacement. It, it is a good replacement for um, instead of like if you're reading a book at night. Yeah. Playing like an SNES, SNES game. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, it's kind of it has a calming effect. Or you, this is going to be really do weird. While doing something else. Yeah. 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 Like going to the washroom. Uh, there you go. Done. <laughs> watching, watching a YouTube video. Take a turn. These are all things that we should be able to do with our Switch when we're on the toilet. Yeah. 100%. That's, yes. This is what we're marketing. That is now. what multitasking You're welcome, is all Nintendo. About. Listen yeah. up, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Listen up, Shigeru. Uh, okay, so Mario Brothers is on this list. A game that is just called, quote, soccer. soccer. Also, quote, tennis. Oh, and yeah. Oh. Well, it's before, like, FIFA and all that, right? And then, and now, Mario Brothers, I already mentioned, but there's also Super Mario Brothers, which is the actual original Mario game everyone would remember. Sweet. And then the other one that's just called Mario Bros. Oh, is, like, the, you're talking like about, the like, versus the, the, one. the static, the static screen. Yes. Three level. Yes, with the little powers awesome. and all those things. Those yeah. I love yeah. that game. And then, and Walk. That was, was that was a that was a very cutthroat game. I think that was one of the first games I ever Savage played. Game, I played yeah. that with my dad. It was the inspiration for uh, Smash Bros. Probably. Yeah. Oh. And I think I, I think I played that pre uh, this guy here. Oh my yeah. Brother. Uh, for everyone who can't see, I pointed my brother. Oh wait, for the purpose of the podcast, who is your brother? Oh, it could be anybody. Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. Do I even have I a mean, brother? Am I making this up? Now, now he's narrowed it down to at least two people in the podcast. So. <laughs> well, no, three technically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It could be oh, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it could be. be. It's it not. Be, it's it not. Could be you. It could be you. This could be an ongoing thing, man. It's also not. <laughs> it could be. It could be Aaron. Well, there's it's probably already Aaron. like for, for the 200 people who heard this Definitely podcast is. in total. <laughs> so it's probably the rumors are probably swirling around about yeah. about how we're related. So very nice. Yeah. 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 No, we're all know. just twins. Yeah. Quadruples. With different voices. That's our dark secret. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just one guy with a voice changer. So, and then that's it for the Working games that are coming really out. As far as this service goes, um, I think it's fine. I think it's fine, except for the Switch owners who maybe wanted to own content, kind of like Aaron mentioned earlier. So this is obviously just a way to get around allowing someone to own your content. So Nintendo doesn't seem all about that anymore, for, at least for <sighs> the old stuff. Somebody tried doing this recently. I say recently, but it was like a decade PlayStation ago. PlayStation Now. No, it wasn't no? PlayStation. 
I think it was Xbox. Yeah? Yeah, Xbox. Remember the whole thing where uh, there was that whole fiasco when they were releasing Xbox One, and they were like, hey, um, you, when you put a CD in your Xbox, it's locked to your Xbox. You can't share yes. it anymore. Yeah, they were going to DRM each disc yeah. to the Xbox that originally... Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. are people not freaking out about this? Because, like, people lost their shit. They went ballistic. Probably because some of these, like, to be honest, are kind of, like, piece of shit games by today's standards. So they're not too worried about it. There's some real classics on here, certainly. But as oh, far yeah. as, like, the original Nintendo soccer and tennis go, I couldn't give less of a shit. I mean, <laughs> so. that's probably worth a disclaimer. Like, I mean, don't misunderstand us. We These classics are exactly that. The classics, they have a warm place in our heart. But you cannot put them up on a pedestal in the sense of, like... Oh, these are the best games ever made. They're not. Yeah. They're not. They were a great foundation. Well, why would I play why would I play a game called quote soccer as an NES title on the Switch? Or would when you play I own a PS4 and I could just buy a copy of Well, yeah. I could buy a copy of FIFA twenty sixteen for fifteen bucks at EB Games. Yeah, right? I just got out of a bin. Yeah, yeah, like why why would I why would I go out, out of the non DRM bin and you can play it whenever <laughs> you want at the end of time? Exactly. No, I I in in fact own the game. So, oh, you do? Yes. Uh, well, I could own the game. Oh, theoretically you don't speaking. Own the game. Yeah. <laughs> now, if this list included every iteration of the stories mentioned here, would you be? Would you guys want it then, or? Oh, I'm not the... saying I don't want it. I'm just saying, like, what's the point? That's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't play. I would only play like two of these titles mentioned in the list. Maybe two or three. Okay. You know, and if but if they put in like let's say you know Ocarina of Time. Majority okay, yeah, I mean, well, I, th- oh, I think you better we have believe to, we have I to, would be put in We, we do those. have to imagine, too, like, what they are giving us for what they're asking for is substantial. Mm-hmm. They're asking for, like, 20 bucks annually. It's a good return on investment. For, yeah, it's a great yeah. ROI. Yeah, good return on investment. Yeah. I, don't so, know, that, that, I think we're getting stuck on it. I'm thinking <laughs> it's in line with their home console strategy, this classics home console strategy, yeah. right? So they're releasing one a year, it seems like. This year, it's rumored... There's going to be an N64 one announced, which would be interesting to see how they emulate Mario the old 64. N64 titles. Yeah, so I think it's kind of in line with that strategy too, because they keep releasing these, making a ton of money on them every year. The SNES Classic just recently became more readily available to purchase, and yeah. it came out what August last year. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. So I think this is just a get kind of keeping in line with that strategy. Yeah. <laughs> so Nintendo Switch Online looking looking kind of interesting. I guess uh, we'll just wait till September when it comes out, but certainly there's going to be more details announced at E3, most likely. No, Can't I wait. hope there's no details. I want, E3 is going to be a bunch of people standing on stage yeah. demoing games that have no titles. Nintendo, we, we hate it. We hate all the details. <laughs> we don't want any of them. <laughs> no, Leave I wanna, as cryptic as possible. I want to watch the most cringy possible <laughs> people playing games like they've already come out. Screw yeah. you, Anthem. But, it's, it's just, <laughs> but for Nintendo, it's just going to be like Japanese speaking people so they don't yeah, speak no any english. english whatsoever yeah yeah and the and translations are only in portuguese well all all of the all of really? the all yeah. of the major announcements cool. will just be in straight japanese yes and there will be no translation in english whatsoever it'd be really good if they had the subtitles but they were also in japanese <laughs> yeah <and> it's... <laughs> <laughs> i'll just be waiting for the crowd's reaction the crowd's like oh, be, oh yeah People got that psyched watching the trailer for Skyrim. They saw about just about the same amount of content. So Yeah. Oh, they're going to be amped up, dude. That is so Nintendo. This, so, will, this will be the way of the future, man. No more, no more English translations. We're done.
Today, folks, we are going to introduce Star Wars into the Rona Geek official podcast. And, and we have notes. We have shit to talk about. What's going to happen? Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know what's about to happen. Oh, so I'm, no. I'm scared for, for you, the listener. I'm scared for us. Oh, I'm scared room. myself. <laughs> Ash is scaring himself, like straight up. Oh, man. Well, Ash, you've seen, you've only seen. I've seen, uh, seen Rogue One. I've seen uh, uh, The Force Awakens. Did yeah. you Did you see the originals, though? Oh, yeah. Did you see the prequels? Yes, but long time Long ago. time. Yes. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, it's good. No, it's yeah. good to, to know a baseline of kind of yeah. where everyone's coming from anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the thing, though. We're, we're always going to tackle topics that some people will know more about. Some people sure. will. Sure. Yeah. This but, is, yeah, so this is a topic that I think we have a collective probably the most knowledge about. So, because I've been a Star Wars fan for a long, long time myself as well. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, we're getting into like tabletop and gaming and stuff like that. And I think that's more Ash's thing. Um, so role-playing so, thing, yeah, because, yeah. yeah, like, you speak with authority. Cer- certainly with Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah, when yes. it comes to stuff like that, so. It, most role-playing things I can get into. Um, yeah. which, which we're also going like to talk wearing, about Like wearing future. a skirt, putting on a French accent. I, I was thinking, you know, more like a kilt and an Irish accent or a Scottish accent. There, so, right? Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I can do that. I we spent a night, what, what did we try playing? You were teaching me uh, Sheriff of Nottingham. Sh- Sheriff of Nottingham. And then we tried like 15 different accents. Well, and... yours was superior. Well, they they end up blending together, though. That's oh, yeah, A-OK. Yeah, yeah. That's A-OK. Well, that, was the, that was the funny thing is that we were all doing horrible. And, like, anybody could have walked in at that point and done a mediocre <laughs> accent. And it would have seemed and like, God, here. Let me be stole clear. My show. accents are totally mediocre. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, then, then Alex by comparison, <laughs> By comparison, it was like the the rays of sunshine were coming. Yeah. It felt good, guys. Yeah. It felt good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so All right. flattering. Oh, um, and how we got into the Star Wars topic was you and I were talking and we mentioned, well... We agree that it seems like there's some sort of tension among the newer films, no. right? It, it, yeah, I know. You it's don't crazy. say. I know, I know, but it seems like there's some tension in the newer films in terms of tr- them trying to unify their vision or what they're trying to achieve, and this, yeah. this relates to to the setting, uh, to the settings, the pacing, the plot, the characters, the story beats, how everyone ties together, how they how they uh, how they don't tie together, right? All of these things sort of go into it. But, yeah, where to um, start on that one? Wow. I mean, we, can, we can kind of go film by film and just sort of give a brief breakdown of where we stand on it. Brief breakdown? Well, we'll, we'll do our best. We can always we can always edit something out and post it if we have This to. might be a three-parter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for the next seven episodes, folks. So all about Star Wars. Super movie. <laughs> we'll kick it off with Force Awakens came out in 2015. This film for Disney and for uh, North America, I would say, marked sort of a, a paradigm shift in entertainment. This was an absolutely massive... In fact, it was the biggest film that had come out since, um, well, The Avengers, but before that, uh, Avatar, right? It wasn't ultimately bigger than Avatar, but this was this was one of those major cultural events yeah, I was gonna say, in like, terms of cinema. Yeah, like Avatar blew... I think blew most things out of the world. Yeah, blew everything out of the I mean, world. say what you will about it. It's like not like the story was extremely unique for Avatar, and not to go on a huge Avatar tangent. But it was like, that 3D, though. It was that 3D, though. Yeah, That's because they they didn't skimp on the way that they did 3D. Yeah. Everybody else has done a lot of like post production, kind of gimmicky yeah. 3D. For me, it was but... just absolutely all about blue people making out. Like yeah, that yeah. was that was that, the whole thing was, to me. That was a story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I, they had adversity and they overcame it. I was on the but... edge of my seat. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I, will, I will say though, there there was one thing that you can we can we can totally bash on Avatar all day, but there is one thing I will say though is that when I was sitting there in the theater watching it for the first time, it was like looking through a window. Hmm. 
Yeah. It wasn't like watching a normal movie to me. Yeah, I think it was probably one of the earliest films for me that I can remember. And by early, I mean, what was it, 2008, 2009? So it was probably one of the earliest films that I can remember where the gulf, in terms of you know realism versus CG, was yeah. basically completely breached. Like yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a beautiful, yeah. beautiful and, film. And like you said, the like, I've seen many movies in 3D. I love watching movies in 3D, IMAX, Ultra AVX, D box, all that stuff. Everything but 3D, I agree with, yes. But, yeah. <laughs> cool um, to go on. but when I've watched those 3D movies, they, they like pepper a little bit of 3D in there, like a little 3D event will happen here and there. Yeah. But in Avatar, when I was watching it, and I remember the feeling I had, uh, and I was totally sober. And I was just like, and I was just for perspective, right? For for the viewers (laughs) out there, and I was like, I just got taken away. Yeah, I was like in this like the mist would come around you, and and like the little fireflies would fly up near you, like the entire movie, and you felt like you were just like creepily watching. If I was sitting next to you, I would have like just (laughs) smacked you across the face. And and I still would have, I still would have (laughs) been like, "Whoa, where did that hand come from?" I'm watching an Avatar tale right now. Did they have tails? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had tails. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Pretty sure. That's actually, okay, so last thing to say on this, but then we can go over to our intended topic, but mm. yeah, it's unfortunate because n- almost nobody for a while will actually be able to fully, properly experience Avatar because the home, like household technology yeah, is not there. Yeah, it hasn't there. quite caught up. Yeah. It has not caught up yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. You, you can buy yeah. like 80-inch 3D-capable televisions, but you're, you're going in for quite a lot of that. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's, it's, that is not a, not, it's not a common thing. Right, right. Not yeah. anymore, anyway. So the Force so Awakens, Force was, Awakens, yeah, massive, yeah. massive achievement. As far as Disney was concerned, this was the first Star Wars film produced in house by Disney. Obviously, it was still filmed and developed by Lucasfilm Studios, which which they purchased from George Lucas in 2012. Well, yeah, it's just it's just Disney owns it. That's all. Yep, yep. So, so this was a culmination of all of that. Force Awakens. I mean, quite honestly, from from the first time I saw it, I loved it. I thought it was a great film. I don't think we should really spend too much time, if any time, talking about how it compares to the originals. All I can say is that for a brand new movie and a brand new trilogy, I appreciated what it tried to do. And mm. and, and I liked that in some cases it retreaded old ground, but I also mm. liked in some cases it paved new ground, right? So it did a, did a good job of yeah. balancing. This, um, this movie, the fans, I think, were still a little bit divided on, but not near what we saw, what happened with uh, The Force Awakens. Uh, sorry, not Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. But I, I would kind of disagree with you on a little bit of a thing, because it's the fun thing to do, to mm-hmm. disagree with friends. Oh, please, stuff like that. please, I love it. <laughs> With Star Wars uh, The Force Awakens, it was kind of a nostalgia trip. Mm-hmm. Let's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. History but, repeating itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, and, and you you can kind of roll your eyes at that and whatnot, but you have to remember that as a Star Wars fan, growing up with the original trilogy, and then we got the prequel trilogy, and it was like, why did you do this to me? <laughs> why i was like it was so harrowing to kind of go through that phase as a star wars fan because you're like i kind of like it but it's kind of bad so you, you can just kind of like live with it yeah but then when we got the force awakens it was a return to the original content and like i said yeah nostalgia trip totally pulling on people's heartstrings for that a little bit of a cheap move but the one thing that they did do with that movie which as a fan i can appreciate is that it was like a big nod to saying, hey, we get what you like. Don't worry. We're going back to that. Good. 
yeah. which was I agree. I agree. Like what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, was it anything to get super psyched about? Not yeah. necessarily, but it was. It was a reassuring pat, and then we got the last Jedi, but <laughs> but, but we had in the interim we had Rogue One, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is really, one of my favorites. Yeah, I was gonna say Rogue One. I think was probably closest to the original vision. So for for how the Star Wars movies once were. So to a degree, yeah. yeah. Uh, the big thing with Rogue One, no, uh, the big thing with Rogue One was the having a movie without any force users, uh, effectively in it. Okay, right. the last scene with Vader, I'm going to discount that because or it was more shock and awe. Like, yeah. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had to get it in there somehow. Oh yeah, no, I suspect there will be even be a surprise, totally somewhat similar in Han Solo, which we'll talk about a little bit. But I was, I, I think I that maybe as well. I, I, I can't as well. see any Star Wars movie ever coming out where you know the lightsaber is just something that's completely ignored yeah. in the entirety of the film. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Rogue One was nice too because uh, as a as a Star Wars movie, uh, essentially out of sequence of the trilogy, it was nice. It filled a lot of the plot holes that we had. <laughs> yeah. Why was there this big weakness in the Death Star? Right, because it was intentional. Yeah, it, it was out. intentional, yeah. it turns out, yes. It was designed in. And uh, so that was good. That would kind of help that out. Obviously, the film itself went through a tumultuous time. How many hands were in that part? Sure, yeah. But I mean, even yeah. even still at the end of the day, it was fun to see the darker side of the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. It was nitty gritty. Yeah, you saw the saboteurs, spies, yeah, and assassins yeah. of the rebellion, and we'll probably get to it more in a bit. And I also still want to go back to the Force Awakens, but oh, yeah, it's interesting Sorry. that like so with Rogue One and with Last Jedi to some extent. I mean, both stories, you know, spoiler warning here, uh, are ultimately about some kind of failure, right? So in terms of like, uh, yeah. so in Rogue One, like they 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 get the Death Star plans out. However, everybody's dead, right? So so it's a little yeah. bit of a bittersweet victory for them. Kind of the same thing in Last Jedi. So we finally get to see the last standoff with uh, Luke Skywalker, right? Which was which was fun, but in the end he died, right? So and and, and the one rebels were the able to escape. Again. One with the Force, guys. Uh... One with the Force. <laughs> Wait, you disagree? <laughs> Hold on to it. Well, Hold on perhaps, to it. We'll get to it. I mean, I mean, perhaps he. You're about to blow my mind. I could tell. Um, I don't know about that, but we'll see. In terms of the Force Awakens, I think you're right. Sort of rehashing <laughs> some of the popular items, like uh, okay, so there's no Darth Vader, but there's Kylo Ren. There's no, yeah. there's no order of the Sith really, but there is, you know, Snoke. Yeah, that's true. So there's no we Galactic Empire, but there is the First Order. Okay, <laughs> so there, you there, gotta okay, see the trend here, right? But, History um, repeating itself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there is one thing that I've kind of read up a little bit recently. It's actually a little bit of fun for anyone who's actually a fan of Star Wars. For those of you who aren't, sorry, small side tangent. Um, so we, in the original series, we had the Rebellion versus the Empire. Yes. Um, then in the new one, people are like, oh, there's this resistance and the first order. It's like, why, why didn't we just stick with the originals? Yada, yeah. yada, yada. There's actually a reason behind that, mm-hmm. which is probably worth mentioning. The big thing was when the empire lost at the battle of Jakku. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which, which we, was, which we don't see. We, we, just we see don't, the we never see. Yeah. We see in, the aftermath of it. Uh, so what the battle of Jakku was, is the rebellion, and the Empire committed the bulk of their forces mm. to a last fight. Yeah. Which makes no sense. But let's just breeze past that. It's, it's, it's kind of kind of the D-Day, but both I, sides are invading. I, I just, I like to imagine it's kind of like EVE Online, where like somebody pops a Sinophield, which nobody is going to understand this reference, but... And then all of the factions listen come, to this just yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the factions jump in and there's like some like ridiculous real world dollar amount of vehicles destroyed 
Yeah. In EU Online. Uh, you can type in EU Online, mm. like, real money war, and you're going to get a ton of things yeah. about it. I've, I've watched those YouTube videos. They're very entertaining. The game has such a ridiculous economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's player run. Yeah. There's, like, yeah, players that, yeah. that are the dons. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, if they see someone in the mall, yeah. the guy will be, like, bows down and kisses the ring and be like yes I will give you chips later you know what I mean like, just, just for context EVE Online is in no way connected to Star Wars no, 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 or Disney not. well it could be we don't know space no okay so this battle happens between the rebellion and the empire the empire ultimately loses the rebellion restores the republic mm-hmm. uh, which is instead of being the old republic it's the new republic and the empire gets the core worlds which yep. is different from Legends, because in Legends they just kind of got their own little area out in the mid yeah. rim. Uh, so they get they keep Coruscant, they keep a lot of the a lot of the core system worlds that are like the big kind of movers, movers and yeah, shakers. Yeah, it would have been like Corellia, uh, all around no, if it was still around. I think Corellia is like one of the only ones that was not because oh, Corellia really? was technically becomes neutral. I think. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's that's a weird system though, right? Yeah. And so the Republic gets reformed kind of in the mid to, to outer rim. Mm. But when that happens, there's a peace treaty that's signed. Mm-hmm. So neither side can go to war. This upsets a lot of the Admiralty and and Navy and Army of the Empire, and they mm. leave. They desert, and they go and they find the First Order. Which is a privatized force? Uh, is that It's its own faction, okay. essentially, okay. Out, out in the outer mm. rim. So Snoke kind of pulls in these like people who are just kind of looking for purpose. Right. And that kind of constitutes what becomes yeah they're lost his game kind of kind of idea yeah and uh the rebellion kind of finds people within the rebellion namely like leia hear about the first order is building up power the rebellion can't like the new republic cannot because they have these treaties with the empire where they can't militarize right to a certain extent like they can have like safeguard fleets and what have you but to do anything more than that would be in direct violation of this treaty yep uh, so what ends up happening is they fraction off uh, into this resistance. Yep. And that becomes its own faction of the Republic. So this is Leia, right? So this Leia, is Leia breaks off. Yeah, Leia, Akbar is there in the early days, right? To, yep. To help yep. reform a lot military of, alliance. A lot of the a lot of the military brass from the Republic uh, from the rebellion kind of go. All right, the Republic's in good hands, so we're gonna back off and go do mm. this other thing that yeah. you guys can't know about because then you would break your yeah. treaty and the galaxy would plummet. Now, now of course, in Force Awakens, this is all completely thrown into the blender because obviously Hosnian Prime, which is where the the Republic is, the center of power is currently uh, located in, the, in yeah. the New Republic, right? Is completely destroyed. The entire system's destroyed. Yeah, this, uh, the, by by the super weapon, Starkiller Base. Yeah, Starkiller yeah. Base, yeah. which is entertaining because yeah it was interesting at at that point it's kind of like oh hey we're not militarizing because we've got no reason to militarize against the empire and it's like the first order comes along it's like well good thing you guys weren't paying attention to us because you're all dead never mind the entire (laughs) planet that's being terraformed into a giant weapon literally in your backyard yeah (laughs) so which i I thought was a major plot hole in that movie like how there is could you have not seen this uh, i I mean okay but in fairness the galaxy is huge you could have used like earth telescopes to see that though like (laughs) It's what's that, it? I think it actually. A whole has, planet. I, think it, I think it has a hyperdrive, doesn't it? It's like some stupid way of it how it gets around. 
Oh, that that planet thing. Yeah, I don't know. Star I just thought it was the same thing. Yeah, I think it has yeah. some mobility. Yeah, because it kill because it kills stars. So yeah. multiple stars. So it's got to have some way to move. Oh, so there was another star before the one they feature. In well, the yeah, because the first blast when they uh, fire it off and take out all those planets, that's mm-hmm. one star. So for Star Wars, uh, for Force Awakens, uh, obviously all of that happens. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff's in the background. Yeah. So that's kind of just more lore. For and people. and the way that Ray is introduced. Right, so yeah, sort of as a so, Luke Skywalker style character. Yeah, she's introduced on a desert planet. Might yeah, have multiple yeah. sons. I don't know. They didn't show it, but it probably does. Um, Did they show it? Jakku? I think it might not. Maybe know. it has double the double sons. Four sons. Four sons. Yeah, just upping the ante on sons. Yeah, just yeah. how many sons can we get? So as many as possible. So one holdup that I have, and, and I don't know if this is just thematic. The fact that in Star Wars movies, they tend to develop mainly the antagonists the most. So first there was Anakin Skywalker, and they basically gave him six movies <laughs> to develop. And then now in the newer films, uh, it's basically Kylo Ren is the most developed character out of all of them. So look at like Poe Dameron. We've had him in two films, yet we know yeah. virtually nothing about him. We have Finn, who we know hates the First Order and was a former stormtrooper. We have Rey, who literally has no background whatsoever, and apparently that's become a major plot point now. And then we have Ben Solo, who is actually intertwined with all the characters in the Star Wars universe so yeah. that, that we knew previously, right? It's interesting to me that this sort of theme is forming in Star Wars that we give we give the most attention to the antagonist of the film. We develop the antagonist of the film, and then everybody else are just sort of, they almost feel like side oh, characters. The... <laughs> Rob's literally, he's not just rolling his eyes, he's rolling his entire head. Oh. With his eyes so, at the same time. Yeah. But it, it, the, <sighs> the protagonist can only be as good as his antagonist you know uh, yeah that's true i mean that's true all the flaws and and, and virtues of a hero permitted uh, the villain they face kind of shapes and that's why people love batman so much like he's wildly mm. popular you know what i mean yeah the joker is terrifying he's great terrifying, great yeah great antagonist uh, yeah, one super, of the best super widely known and and very very well written well one of the best until suicide squad and then I mean, it was that, no longer that, one of the best there was a lot of uh uh, different tangent, right? Different there. tangent. That's another tangent. Yeah, we're gonna do guy. that sometime. We haven't so, done any DCU episodes yet, so we will. We're gonna have we will. to. Oh, we, oh, yeah. No, we're definitely gonna do some DC stuff. Spoiler alert: Last Jedi uh, did some interesting things with the characters. The characters who we knew from Force Awakens, who are the protagonists, didn't always end up on the right side of right. So in Last Jedi, how do you mean? So they had to go outside of the rules or outside of orders. Or outside oh. of sort of Leia's direction to try to accomplish their ends, which they did for the right reasons, but they did it the wrong way. And I wouldn't even say that's true. I think that that's a perception because the problem is. is Do you like, think that also was a misdirection? Like not in the intentional way. I think it was a misdirection of the writing staff for the movie. I think a lot of issues with the movie. I mean, a lot of people argue the political angle, which is I think you can't say it's not there. It's there. Okay. There's a political angle to sure. a lot of that. But the thing is, though, with a lot of the protagonists in The Last Jedi, they facilitate these plot lines in such a way that it should never have happened in the first place. So for the biggest instance, and probably it's worth noting the first kind of pairing here that we have post-Leia's spacewalk, which is its own thing. Not not lore-breaking. She has access to the Force. Right. I mean, surviving in space, it's a science fantasy, get over it. Yeah, a lot, um, a lot of people need to get over that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I get it. Yeah, we can be sticklers on a lot of things. Lightsabers don't even work in that case, guys. Give it a break. Yeah, let's... <laughs> um, so, 
called it out. How does the light know when to stop? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. intelligent, There's, okay? Okay, no. Now, there are... Okay, so just so you guys know, in Legends, there are ways that it's explained. It is not real science. Real science does not apply in Star, in Star Wars <laughs> the majority of the time. I mean, physics seems to apply to a degree, but, I mean, eh, that debatable. Anyway, post Leia's whole thing, Admiral Holdo takes over, who we've never seen before. I don't even think we see her on the ship. We don't even know what battle she's famous for when she first steps on. Yeah, which is unfortunate. So the, there are a couple things that happen here. First off, I don't find Holder to be an ex- extremely exciting character. I think that no. is squandered. Yeah. As a character, as, especially as an admiral, she steps in to fill this this hole where Leia's kind of gone, and she does a very bad job of it for a couple of reasons. Yeah, and it, my, my biggest holdup early on was just the way Laura Dern was acting, Haldo. I didn't appreciate it. She was acting like like a middle-aged mother out for like a brunch like yeah like mimosa yeah. no like, you're right and that, and that was the way she was talking to people no and, you're... And i just didn't appreciate that i'm and... like i can tell you're from malibu like just by the way you're talking and acting right now yeah it, it, it was unfortunate and and some people will, will jump at the whole oh like people are just mad for like political reasons like oh it's just a it's a strong female character it's like yeah i'm all about strong female characters but they have to have substance they have to. Yeah. If I, I do not like a male character yeah. that does not have substance. Well, just being a female character doesn't make you a strong female character. No, it no, It takes you're right. good writing, good acting, it good does. direction. Yeah. But that all aside, what we have ends up kind of being irritating to me as a, as a viewer. And, and we're going to completely ignore all of that whole political stuff. We're going to look at the facts of what happens. Mm-hmm. An admiral shows up. For some reason, wasn't on the bridge right. and died with the other admirals. You got it. Yep. This is like, Ak- we saw, hey, we saw Akbar is killed. A- Akbar is killed off screen. Yeah. That's infuriating to that anyone. That was messed up. To anyone who's a fan of the series, you will know Admiral Akbar. Everyone else does too because it's yeah. a trap has been mean. It's to a trap. Yeah, yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> um, it's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. She shows up and let's let's get the actual what's going on correct here because I think this is probably important. Yeah. The resistance is on the run from the First Order, who has these giant dreadnoughts and like fleets, and they can track them so the resistance can't get away, and they're running out of fuel. And these are big, powerful ships they're getting chased by. There's yes. there's like a like a mothership in there. This thing is massive. Yeah, the dreadnought. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just absolutely huge, guy. It's it's like the size of Vader's superstar destroyer. Yeah, it was like. it was on the same kind of scale as the Executor. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So the original trilogy, and the last one when they at the second Death Star, yeah. that big ship that crashes into it—that's yeah. the executive. And before you massive. say it, before you yeah, say yeah, it, yeah. I just want—I just want to establish that these ships are flying in a zero gravity environment. Just a heads up. Okay. Because I think I know where you're going with this. No. Okay. Yeah. That like, we're not going to touch that yet. We're not <laughs> going to touch. Ta- it. We're not going to. No. I'm put it my will hands happen. all over it. Well, yeah. You going on? Going on. Hold on. It, it, it's. I'm, I'm getting fired up so, just thinking about it. I so got a big Usher, problem, guys. He's getting red, guys. Usher, and both faces are getting red here at the podcast. Okay. Before I dive right into this, Osher, you were a little bit panicked because you haven't seen it yet. He I looks think scared. Having, having he looks here, genuinely scared of what's about to happen. Having you here and having not seen the movie is actually going to lend a a great viewpoint on what we're saying because you can ask questions by all means let's hear so anyway admiral holder shows up and takes command cool all right i'm like oh sweet new yeah strong admiral character coming on the scene and then she immediately proceeds to lock down poe dameron Mm -hmm. who is a hotshot ace he makes kind of kind of a mess up at the beginning he gets a little bit too bloodthirsty loses a good portion of the fleet's starfighters yeah 
stupid move. But you cannot put that on Poe because of one big reason, is that Poe is in a, uh, a point of command and he says, okay, let's, we can take this thing out. Because mm-hmm. they were fighting a dreadnought at the time and he had weakened it. And the whole thing was that he was like, okay, let's get all these guys, the fleet, and let's go and attack. And nobody stops him. So at, yeah, Ad- Admiral Leia could have vetoed it at this point. Oh, 100%. 100% and she said, she's like, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't yeah, do this. It's he like, loves and respects her. Like, he absolutely he does. Loves, yeah. And the, and the unfortunate thing here is that he goes ahead with this plan. It doesn't turn out. And then he becomes the scapegoat for it. Yep. That's fine. That happens in real life. But the fact is that you can't shut him out at that point just because. It's well, like, also, he's like one of the only pilots you have left. He's also the best of the only pilots you have left. Yes. And, like, far and above any other pilot. And all they do is they pretty much scold him. They're like, no, Poe, you don't get to hear any of the plans because we don't... What? Why? Yeah, it was very we don't, strange. We don't want you to leak the information? How are you going to do that? You're on yeah. the ship with the rest of us. We're being chased by a fleet. So it's like, okay, then um, we're not telling you the plan... I don't know. So anyway, nobody tells Poe this plan that Holdo's like, oh, I've got this, I've got a direction. We're going to be doing these things. And you, you can't know what it is because you're going to screw it up. And what happens? Poe goes, it, I have no faith in this commander. Right. Because they're not communicating with me. I don't know what the plan is. But why would crisis. he have faith in her? But the thing is like, you know, she wasn't faith... there for the events of the I know, Force but, Awakens. But have, have faith in your command structure, right? Like as, yeah. as in a military. But on top of that, then, okay. So Poe acts out, and he acts out for the right reason. He's like, I don't know what this commander is doing, but it doesn't appear like she's doing anything. Because it doesn't appear like she's doing anything. No, she definitely doesn't appear to be doing anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we find out that she is, but she's not nothing like drastic by any means. And he goes, I want to save the Resistance. I want to save my friends. I don't want anyone else to die. Leia's gone. I need to try and do what I can. So he goes behind her back. If she had told him the plan... That would never have happened. And that whole storyline of, yes. of Finn and Rose going to Canto Bight. So ne- never would yeah. have transpired. It never would have happened. Uh, they basically failed in their mission ultimately because the hacker that they find, or what's his name? Yeah, he just... He it's did, been he a back, he back, Yeah, he yeah, backstabs so, them. Yeah, he, he backstabs them, right? So all of those things would have never happened. Yeah. Potentially, it would have still played out the same way because eventually the ship does run out of fuel and yeah. is unable no, to keep out running the, the cruiser or yeah. the dreadnought. But yeah. But, I mean, like, why? Well, you almost had to add in Haldo just to have that decision justifiable in some fashion. No, that's what it, it was. Yeah. We need we needed to insert Rose as a character with Finn, which is unfortunate because Rose was a very cringy character in the sense that she had no development time. She came out of nowhere, essentially. And it was very obvious that people were trying to force us to like her. Well, at least we did find out what she was about by the end of the movie, right? Oh, so... I'm going to touch on that and you're going to hate me for it. Yeah, we can. That's fine. No, we will. I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, the Poe and Holdo thing happens. It doesn't make any sense why it happens, really. Um, it was extremely avoidable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're just going to leave that one as it is. That was a whole yeah. mess. My biggest problem with that whole scene was the fact that... So the, the, the rest of the Rebellion are on these couple of frigates, right? And they're running. Yeah. They're trying to outrun this dreadnought shit. Well, right? they're all... they're all The the bulk of the Resistance is on the Radis, yeah. which so, is the... Uh, the from Rogue One, the admiral who yep. dies there. Yep, that's what the ship's name. They're after. they're on, so they're on they're on the ship, and they're not going light speed. They're going sub light speed at this point. Well, yeah, because they don't want to burn their fuel cells. And for they have space. they have this massive first order dreadnought right on their tail. Yeah, so it's basically Snoke's 
you know, main ship, right? So that's, no, that's it's just one ship. of them. Yeah, just one it's of a, them. It's yeah. just a class of ship. It's not yeah. even special. Okay, so it's, that was one of many, probably. Yeah, but so, well, think about it. Uh, Poe screw, screws up one of them. Yeah. And they destroy it, and then another one shows up. That's right. And then the biggest problem for me was, though, is that how does this ship not have a weapon that can hit this frigate that's not that far in front of it? Yeah, okay, so that's kind of fun. It's I think... visibly in the rearview mirror. Like, they can see it. Like, yeah. it's right there. Laser weapons theoretically would shoot at least at light speed because they're shooting beams of light. Okay, yeah, though, I oh. mean, space tactics, right? The Radis probably has a lot of guns on it. It's like the big flagship of the Resistance. You would assume it would be armed with a Why nines. wouldn't they just use ordnance? Like, firing back. But here's the thing. The, 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 there's no, a like, lot of, like physical yeah. weapons. <laughs> no, 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 I know. They don't. They don't. For for reasons that are never explained, the Radis never tries to fight. Yeah. Other than it probably won't survive. Because it probably wouldn't. Like, why didn't the Resistance just take all of their extra bombs that they would have had for the, the bombers to reload? Right? Because, yeah. like, you have bombers, they're going to do more than one run. They're going to have a reload. <laughs> Kick that shit out the back airlock. Like, seriously, though. Do it's like something. Like, like a kid... Playing Sea of Thieves yeah. drops a gunpowder barrel off the back of a ship and destroy yeah. sinks a, a ship that's pursuing it and comes up with that in the moment and none of these resistance military tactical officers can think, hey, let's these guys Plus, are following us in a straight line. There's let's less drop weight. There's less weight on the ship. Oh, that doesn't therefore, matter. Space, therefore, so, less fuel. I mean, well, right. they're running out of fuel somehow, yeah. right? So, hmm. like, and and then the plan turns out that they're just making like just a balls out run yeah. <laughs> for this planet that yeah. may or may not have an old rebel base on it. Yeah, that <laughs> has probably less. Def- it's probably less defensible than the ship. <laughs> it's, it's just asinine. Like, why don't the, the why don't they is... drop jump into a uh, a populated system and then and then abandon yeah. the ship? Yeah. So the the whole movie up to this point, we haven't even touched on Luke Skywalker or anything yet. No, we're, we're, of, we've of been Ray. we've been talking about the most asinine yeah. parts of this movie. Like. So so let's keep doing that because i mean the, the whole part like the parts of luke and ray are actually pretty decent like they did a decent job of that sort of fleshing out yeah well, maybe, maybe yeah we'll like, that too. we were on the opposite side of the fence it, was, it wasn't terrible it wasn't terrible mm, wasn't so, it so it wasn't extremely informative but it wasn't terrible because it, it was more about ray's self-exploration than anything but what did we learn about ray Nothing. We learned absolutely nothing. We okay, learned. Then we that's, learned. Then we learned that she came me. from nothing. Yeah, you, you've yeah. made my point for me. Well, but that was the point the movie was trying to make, though. That nothing. Hey, Luke, is it, is that a hero? I don't know. But, uh, you got to figure it out yourself. I don't know. I think, I think you seem like a good guy who can show me a thing or two. This is a clip from the movie I mean, that we're playing I mean, right now. Yeah, yeah. this is a, <laughs> thanks, thanks, <laughs> That's a clip from the movie we're playing right now. But that's the problem. Ray, as a character, has. Almost no development. We know that she can do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. She has no flaws. She can do everything. You're right. I mean, I don't have to say the title. Star Wars The Perfect Jedi. I think if J.J. had handled... The second movie? Yeah. It would have been better. Last Jedi would have turned out better, yeah. Yeah. So I I enjoy it, though, and I actually own it on Blu-ray. I bought it, and I've watched it a couple times since then. I I like it while I'm watching it, but then afterwards I'm always left with a lot of questions and... Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of other stuff, too. Oh, man. Okay, let's just stick to the Holdo Poe thing for a second. Yeah, yeah. So how that really cult kind of comes to a climax is okay, we abandon ship. So they've loaded all the fuel onto these escape shuttles. <laughs> this part of the movie is so freaking frustrating. Oh god. Okay, so what ends up happening is they abandon ship, and Holdo gets the idea of hey, the first order is going to just shoot these things that are supposed to have stealth tech. And oh, and at this point. 
the First Order does have ordinance all of a sudden. They catch so, up. So let me, they catch up. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like they're that No, up. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. And, and all of a sudden, they're shooting standard ordinance at these ships to blow them up. Yes. That is affected by gravity. Yeah. For no like reason. Like they have an arc on them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not going to touch that. So, so yeah. These, I just these... assume that the Radis has, is so massive yeah. that it has its own gravity. So the escape well. ships, and this was this was Haldo's great plan. The escape ships are getting picked off one by one. Like, which is just They're supposed to have stealth tech. Yeah, they have nothing. Which, there's nothing. Which, which, okay, in all fairness. It's they... literally just a dude looking out the window in the dreadnought and being like, no, look, this is <laughs> Yeah. But you escape Well, the thing was, okay, the thing was, though, that the, uh, what was it? The. the, the Somebody somebody screws up, right? Like, I think the slicer knows about the stealth tech and yeah, it yeah. tells the first order or something yeah. like that. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. I don't me. know. It didn't, yeah. I got to rewatch it. No, that's really what comes out of it. I got to rewatch them. Yeah, the middle act kind of falls apart. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, so that happens and Holdo's like, okay, time for the biggest plot hole, kids. Yeah. Hold on to your but butts. Also, <laughs> but also... <laughs> I'm dying right now. But, but also... One of the coolest things I've ever seen in sci-fi. It was sweet. Really? That was the it coolest thing in no, sci-fi? No, one of the coolest. I, I'm going to have to go with, like, the mirror dimension is one of the coolest things I've seen in sci-fi. Well, okay. it's not sci-fi, I guess. That's yeah, yeah. I, I just mean, like, this okay. is... So what, yeah. what happens, though, is Haldo turns this ship around, the last frigate that's left or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. She the, points the, it... Well, the Radis. Yeah, the Radis. She points it at the Dreadnought. Yes. And then she punches the light speed. Which makes no sense. And, well... Ah, it makes sense because it nope. happens. Nope. But why doesn't it make sense? Ah, oh, this is the part I love. Okay, All I'm right. ready. I'm ready. Sit, sit tight, kids. We're going to have a lore lesson with Rob today. So people are going to go, oh, hey, you can't pull on Legends lore. You're right. I can't pull on Legends lore because it has been uh, defunct, essentially. they. So there was a original Star Wars universe with all the books, and they give you lots of information yeah. on how things work, and... The Disney said, fuck that noise. Uh, we're going to redo it. Yeah, yeah. So they recanonized everything. And when they did, they redid how hyperdrive works. Hmm. Believe it or not, they actually did do that. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, the way that it works I makes didn't hear this. so much more sense than the Legends. Because in Legends, it's like, let's get up to speed. And then we punch through the light barrier and we go faster than light. There makes no go. sense, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But they have this technology, essentially, that nobody really understood. And it worked. It was the, uh, it was the, um, what was it? I'm trying to think of a, thank you for smoking. The, we say a line and then things function and people just ignore it. Yeah. It's like, why, why are, why are people able to smoke in space when that blow up? It's like, oh, thank God we invented the whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) So that's what it was. Essentially. That's really what it came down to. Um, in the new canon, uh, they explained it a little bit better. They're now jump drives. Yep. Hyperspace and whatnot, it's all a misnomer. Like faster than light speed. Really? Light speed's a misnomer. Yeah. So what actually happens is it's uh, more like the Futurama where you are going from point A to point B and in that period of time you're kind of in a bubble mm-hmm. and you move through space and people can see you but you're technically not in the same spot. There's a visible representation of you but uh, you're essentially in another dimension that runs sidelong to, to Yeah, because you're talking, you're talking about like... So theoretically, how light yeah. speed works is that that space basically folds around you the faster you travel. Yeah. So and that's how you're able to move through a particular space so much faster. Yes. Right. Is because space so, is folding so around you. So you're actually effectively not you traveling through it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That's a, yeah. that's. I see what you're saying. It, it's 
there's obviously more science behind yeah. that. I'm doing a terrible job explaining, but you'll get the you'll get the you'll get the gist of it. It'll make people want to go check it out. So what happens yeah, then? Bunch of rocket science here. Though is when Holdo hits light speed, she breaks through the dreadnought. Well, what I'm but thinking according is, to the lore, yeah, that's not how it works. What I'm thinking is though she was still ramping up. You think so? <laughs> okay. All right. No, so, let's stop. Well, let me just for describe the scene for Ash. So, what happens is she yes. punches through light speed, whether mm -hmm. she's going light speed or not. Basically, yeah. what happens is she rips the dreadnought in half, and then there's all these star destroyers behind the dreadnought that also just get crunched to shit, right? Because uh, her ship completely disintegrates and just rips everything apart. Yeah. So, it's, it's visually sweet looking. Yeah, that visually, like, it looks cool. Yeah, it's a cool. great, uh, it's a maybe great background I mean. for your Maybe that's your what PC. I mean. It's one of the coolest things I've seen in Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. What happens is she hits this speed, mm -hmm. does the damage. That would make sense if the Death Star didn't exist. And there's a whole other Death Star argument. Yes, I know. I'm going to get to it. Death Star travels using mm -hmm. the same method yeah. of folding space. Right. Where are the thrusters on the Death Star? I've always wondered the same thing myself. Right. I've always wondered. There's it. some maneuvering yeah. thrusters. There yeah. is no way in hell they have enough thrusters to get up to light speed. Right. Because the hyper, the way the hyperdrive works now is that thrusters are not required. They are two separate modes of transportation. Mm. There are sublight thrusters mm. and a hyperdrive. Right. Two totally different things. Right. There is no getting up to light speed anymore. It's just going from, you could go from stand still to light speed. Yes. Okay, I got So you. when she goes and does the light speed, she would appear to be speeding up, but then she would just pass through the Right. Floor. Okay. But let's ignore the lore that has been made before this movie comes out by, like, I think a couple months or something. Yeah. Uh, assume that that's just the way it works. She speeds up, and that's how you get to light speed. I mean, it costs them millions of dollars to make that scene. That's how it, yeah. it works, right? <laughs> uh, so mm -hmm. what ends up happening is uh, you get up to light speed, and that, and that transpires. So if that's the case, then um, why would you ever build a capital ship? Or, like, let's not even touch the Death Star. Because, like, all you're going to have to do is get a couple hyperdrive units, throw them in some, like, corrugated containers, and, like, launch them at the Death Star. It's like, <laughs> pew, pew, pew! Fuck you guys! <laughs> we're not even... War over. War over. Yeah. Like, but, like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, and why this... would you build a super weapon? Like, why would you have Star Destroyers? Because you could just blast some piece of shit thing why, at, like, a planet. Why would you have... Just while it's going super fast. Yeah. Yeah. No military organization would build anything bigger than, a like, the Millennium Falcon. Because why would why you? would you? Yeah, no. Damn. Right, exactly. So that's the that's the huge plot hole. Well, it's funny too because the whole crux of that movie is, oh well, you know, we're not just against the first order. We've been pitted against the first order by all these suit types who are, who are building all these weapons and selling them to Damn, us, right? Mm, so, yeah, okay. which I, I don't buy. That's but, it, yeah. It was it was really lame in yeah. my opinion. Like that's it was shoehorned. Yeah, yeah, it was painful. But okay, so the reason why that becomes a plot hole then is because like why why all these other fights? Why would this ever happen? Why would you ever build a Death Star? Just take a bunch of that and ballistically fuck up a planet. Mm -hmm. If you can if mm -hmm. you can do that kind of damage to those kind of ships, you get a couple of those things. You shoot them at a planet. Uh, you are going to decimate a planet because if you actually think about yeah. the way science works, if you have even just like something like a, the size of a baseball mm -hmm. and you have it traveling at that velocity and mm -hmm. it hits a planet mm -hmm. a city is gone 
Yeah. So you take like yeah. a, you take like a house worth and you break it up a bit and you launch it at a planet. Just like the asteroid or comet that wiped out the dinosaurs, right? Yes. It was was you know what a mile wide or something. Like not that. big. So, yeah. It was not big. Yeah, that's all it took. Sorry, I ruined the movie a little. No, bit. No, no, I, I still enjoy the movie. That's the good. Movie, no, yeah, you should. No, fun, like yeah. the movie itself is well is more more or less. Okay. When, it's, it's, it's a good it's popcorn. When, you, when you're in it, when you're in it, it's like okay, I can watch this, I can enjoy it. You know, I can when suspend you come out believability, it. but it's afterwards. Yeah, that's when painful. I have all the questions, and that's when it gets tough for me. And then obviously there's a lot else that happens in there, just regarding Luke Skywalker and kind of how they finish his character up. We can. Or we don't have to go into it right now. It's I don't fine. know. Um, yeah. We could make it into a two-parter if you want. Yeah, well, we could just do this as a completely separate episode. Maybe just talk about the Luke Skywalker storyline in there. Well, Luke and... Skywalker, then we also have Finn, which the is Finn, important. Ray, yeah. Ray, yeah. And, and Hux. And then we just won't touch on the ridiculousness you know what? Actually, of <laughs> the space actually, chase. No, really quick. <laughs> I'm going to watch that I, later. I, I will, you need to watch it. Right? I will I'll jump. let you borrow it. I got huh? it. Yeah, I'll let you borrow it. We can, we can go watch over at my place right after this. There you go. I watched Rogue One with him. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. The big news, though, and kind of why we wanted to talk about Star Wars a little bit and give a little preface is because Solo, A Star Wars Story, comes out uh, May 25th. So right around the corner. I'm personally looking forward to it. Han Solo is one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh, before and yeah. after, you know, uh, the purchase by Disney. Yeah. So I, I appreciate... You know, how they handled, you know, his death in Force Awakens. Appreciate that, you know, they, they actually went the step to kind of make him, you know, albeit an archetypal character, but at least a character in the Force Awakens, right? Listen, so I don't Harrison care. Ford didn't want to do it. But I don't it. care that Han Solo got stabbed in the stomach. He's a legend, and legends don't die, all right? Oh. He just took the fall so that things can go the right way afterwards, you know? All right, I mean? man. He's, oh, chilling, he's chilling on an island somewhere. I like it. You know? I like it. Okay, Mercy, calm down. Uh, he's just hanging out in the background. So this is about young Han Solo, obviously. So they're making the Han Solo story, the young Han Solo story canon. There was now included in quote-unquote legends uh, a different Han Solo origin story, right? So there was a trilogy, was a trilogy of books. It, it was dark. It was dark. In fact, we'll touch on some of those story points that may or may not be included in, in this preview. Yeah, no, that would be good. There aren't a lot of movie previews out there, I would say. So just a heads up, there could be spoilers in, in here that we talk about or not. We don't know. A lot of yeah. this is just speculation. So just be aware if you want to go into the new Han Solo movie, flying blind, don't know what's going to happen, you might not want to listen to this part that's about to happen here. Well, yeah, I mean, until, we're heavily after, speculate. until after the yeah, until mo- movie, then May go back 26th. and walk, listen to it. Yeah. Or on the way home on May 25th. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whenever. So there's probably going to be pre-show tickets available in most of the major markets. I know North American markets, there's always pre-show tickets available for the day before. So that's the 24th. Yep. So make sure to check those out and hit them up if you haven't already. There might be some left still. We'll kind of start the breakdown just by going down the list uh, of actors and what characters they play, and then we can kind of riff off that. Mm-hmm. Playing Han Solo, title character of the film, uh, a young actor named Alden Ehrenreich, so who is known from uh, the Coen Brothers' Hail Caesar. Came out a couple <laughs> years ago. I don't know. I never it, saw that. It was an entertaining movie. It's not for everyone. It's not? Well, I, I like Coen Brothers. You, you might like it. Okay. Yeah. So how, how was he in that? He was all right. I didn't have anything against the character. Yeah. Well enough done. Okay, cool. He looks good. I've heard a couple things about production that uh, one of the things was they had to get a voice coach or like a dialect coach or something like that to coach him into sounding more like Harrison Ford's Han Solo. Yeah, because there's sort of a standard that they have to maintain. Obviously, he's going to be playing a scoundrel in this, most likely. No way. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm hoping. I I bet money on it. I'm actually really excited to see Donald Glover as uh, 
Yep, that's Lando. another one on the list yeah. here. Yeah, so Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. The Childish Gambino. From such yeah. works as Community. Community, yeah. My boy. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> you, like, you should watch Atlanta. I've, I, I've heard Atlanta's Atlanta. good. Atlanta's yeah, good. Oh, very good. Yeah. Watch, I haven't gotten to see it. Like Pretty it. good. Watch the first episode and you tell oh. me if you like it or yeah. not. So I'm this guy's like a creative episode. force, though, because yeah. along with this coming out, he just got his new music video. Did you see that? This is America. I didn't. So I it, it goes. It goes from it goes from joyous dancing to like extreme horrific violence, yeah. and then back to just joyous, joyous dancing. dancing. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty good. So I'll definitely watch a good comedy. I'll watch it. He's a he's a creative force, though. So him him playing Lando Calrissian looks really good. Uh, Amelia Clark is in this, so this is your Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Ooh. So she's playing a character named Kira or Chira. I don't know which way to pronounce it yet. Isn't that the character from the Legends? Well, is it Kira or is it Chira? No, maybe not. I don't, know. I don't think so. I, I, is she actually in the trailer? She is. Is, she's, is it sad that I'm asking that because I don't even recognize yeah, her? Yeah, she's, she's in the trailer now. and then uh, So she's got dark hair, which is maybe why you don't recognize her. Oh, uh, so good. she's Solo's childhood friend and possible love interest in the film. Interesting. Definitely mm. childhood friend though. I'm just guessing at love interest. I'm just really oh, probably yeah. 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 So. Those yeah. It feels like it's like a, yeah. it's Have you seen Han Solo's hair? Good looking guy. Good, <laughs> Good looking, looking gal. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, you know how man. it goes. Story of boy meets girl. <laughs> In they're, they're space. Not, yeah, and a Wookiee. That's not how they're advertising this. <laughs> and a Wookiee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're pet Wookiee. It's like, oh no, don't do this. <laughs> A boy, a girl, and a Wookiee. Yeah. That's what they could have called it. Yeah. Big missed opportunity there. No, I don't think it was. Storybook tie-in. <laughs> I think it was pushed to the side for a very All right, bad guys, reason. guys, for the Rolling Geek podcast, we got to we gotta give our best Wookiee impressions right here on the spot. No. We're doing Come this? Come on, do no, it. I'll do it. it. No, Let's see it. it. Let's see okay, it. So this is Alex. Rob is, Alex. Alex. Rob is not doing this. I can't do Wookiee. Come on, let's hear it, Rob. Let's no, hear it. No, not here. happening. Osh. Osh is in there. Oh my god, that's really good. That was, that was right. pretty good. It's alright. I'm not going to break into too much commentary because I'm, I'm refusing to do it. Speaking of Chewbacca, he's also in this movie. <laughs> so as you can no imagine, no way. It's true. I know Chewie's reprising his role as Chewie. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, I don't you... practice that or anything for the viewers out there. That was just improv. It was really just off the cuff. It was practice. It was very practice. <laughs> He almost turned into a Wookiee. I saw the hair just, growing out of your face. He said, I, I struck a pose. No, that's just the hair growing out of his face. There oh, it is. Yeah. Hair. It, it, does, it builds <laughs> the illusion. And then uh, Woody Harrelson is in this? Because why not? Yeah, that was... When I first saw him, I was like, what? <laughs> as, as a character named Tobias Beckett. Tobias? Yeah, I don't know. Tobias? I don't know. Tobias. It could be anything. It's Star Wars. Yeah, Tobias. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he's a leader of a band of smugglers and also mentor to Han Solo. So. Yeah, you were saying that he might take over the Legends kind of... Yeah, there, there's a character who might closely mirror him from Legends named uh, Talon Card. And and yeah. I was thinking that maybe maybe they shoehorn some of the qualities of Talon Card into Tobias Beckett. But the trouble is, is there, you know, there is no Tobias Beckett that's been in the movies, right? Because he was more of an expanded universe character before. So it'll be it'll be interesting card? to see, yeah, card. Yeah. So so it'll be interesting to see if they're able to do anything like that with him. Yeah, card was a he's an interesting character. I'm actually rereading uh, the Thrawn trilogy right now, which has Ooh, cards is showcasing that yeah, pretty prominently. Yeah. It's great actually. Yeah. Really no, audiobook's books. really good. Timothy's on. Go, oh, go, go, go. audiobook. Yeah. I want the audiobook. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's see, Paul Bettany is in this. Uh, you'd know him from such acts as The Vision from the MCU. Oh, oh yeah? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. so that's him. And then uh, he's playing a character named Dryden Voss, who is the leader of the Crimson Dawn Crime Syndicate during the time of the Galactic Empire. Why do they make a new crime syndicate? Because, <laughs> why not? No, why not? Why not? There's yeah. already I figured, like, a we lot of crime I think I would have figured, like, yeah, all right. But I would have figured, like, we would have gotten uh, maybe, like, Java... I'm sure, I'm sure Java makes a cameo. That's in my speculation here. Yeah. That's in my speculation. Sorry, I don't want to cut off your speculation. Oh, man, don't do it. No, I won't. Uh, I won't. Let's see, Tandy Never. Newton's in this. Uh, so Tandy Newton, obviously, most recently would be from Westworld. So she plays... Yeah. Yeah, she plays the headmistress uh, in Westworld. Yes. Yep, season one yep. and season two, most likely. Mm-hmm. Donald Glover, we mentioned. There's a new uh, droid named L337. This time, it's a bumbling droid, but voiced and mocapped by a woman. So it's L-3-3-7? a little bit different. L337. Yeah. L337. That's as close as you can get. Wait, to Wait, what? What's the what's the designation for the droid? L337. God damn it. Leet. God damn it. The backwards L. Oh, I hate it. Uh, I hate it already. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> did I just oh, ruin this movie no. for you? Why did you do this to me, Alex? <laughs> It's just oh, a preview. No. It's just a preview. I'm sorry. Why? Okay. Who did that? Well, now, now that you're wounded. Someone, someone, someone tried to be cool and look. It's painting, Rob. I'm stabbing <laughs> oh, him, Rob. No. Keep on saying, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, he's being stabbed in the shoulder. Rob, show me your wound so I can dig my thumbs in because you know what's up next? John Favreau's in this movie. Why? Okay. You might be wondering. Who? I don't know. John Favreau. Actually, I don't know if Play he does a, a mocap character or what. I'm not sure who he does. His character's name is Rio Durant. Who knows? It's a porg. Fuck it. Whatever. It's Move a porg. <laughs> uh, Warwick Davis is in this, which is kind of cool. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who he plays. Is but he in the reprising past, his role? I don't know, but his past role was Wicket, uh, Wicket W. Warwick, the Ewok, yeah. who is the, the main Ewok from Return of the Jedi. And then I think they even went on to do a couple solo Ewok films. Back in the 80s. Let's not talk about that. Let's move along. I saw those. They're You have. Very Tense. cringy. Very yes. cringy. Hey, man. Um, <laughs> such a loving people. Right so up there with the Star Wars Christmas special. I wonder if Disney don't, bought don't those when they bought the rest. I think they bought the whole damn thing. I bet they I bet they bought it and then they took the master reels and just like set them in fire. Oh, I actually uh, love that. In, where, remember? in, in, in a almost ritualistic fashion. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, yes, <laughs> send it to the air. There's one really good thing that Disney did I thought was hilarious because for years and years and years, Lucas was like, we don't have the original cuts anymore of these movies. They don't exist. They're gone. Bullshit, and then And then, yeah, everyone was calling bullshit, but nobody could prove it because he owns it. Right. So Disney buys it. And what's the first thing they pretty much do? They release the original stuff on Blu-ray. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. That's yeah. a good choice. That, that was a good, good choice. choice. Interesting character, Enfys Nest. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Enfys Nest. Uh, just... so this is the masked individual with the really cool mask that they're showing in the trailers and, and the previews. Ooh. Yeah. Is that a? Is it supposed to be a human or is that a... Humanoid, as far as we know. We also don't know if it's an actor or actress. Uh, however, I watched uh, one clip of the movie that was online uh, from a late show, and they actually it actually sounds more like a man to me, so I don't know why there's a lot of speculation about it. Yeah. Uh, it, I guess... the, the mask is very reminiscent of uh, what kind of like Revan's mask was from Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, a little bit. A little mm-hmm. bit. So he's a leader of a group of marauders called the Cloud Riders, uh, and they reside on a never-before-seen planet called Vander. So I don't know cool. if you've ever heard of it. but there's uh, There's so many planets out in the galaxy that they could just kind of be like oh remember that planet that we've never discussed before <laughs> it's there it's a thing yeah. 
Well, Jakku was that too, right? Yeah, ja- yeah, for sure. Just basically just Tatooine 2. 2.0, yeah. Yeah, they could have just done Tatooine. I think that, that would have been catering a bit too much. Maybe, yeah. yeah. They want they wanted to be like, you know, let's just make it somewhat. I would suspect world. that this exact same conversation happened in, in regards to using the name Tatooine versus Jakku. Uh, yeah. And then the last character that I mentioned, because I feel like it's got personality, is the Millennium Falcon. So Millennium Falcon's making a big comeback in this movie, yes. and it is looking clean and brand new. All that yeah. 2018 CGI. Oh, yeah, man. Well, no, Love because... It. Because Han and Chewie don't live on it yet, so it's clean. It's I think Lando because, probably owns it. Yeah, Lando point, has right? pride in like his ownership, I guess. Well, I think the whole thing is that I think that that's the, when we see Lando um, the first time in the trailer, we're coming up to him and it looks like he's playing Sabacc. Yep. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that this is the Sabacc game that Han wins the Falcon from Lando. I hope so. Oh, it's yeah. so yeah. Awesome. It's the first time he's meeting Lando because he's saying the li- he's saying a line. Uh, everything you heard about me is true, right? So that well, is he saying that to Lando, meeting. though? Or yeah. is he saying it to... Well, no, Han... Han Lando's saying it back to Han. ...asks him something, and he answers back, everything you've heard about me is true. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think, believe it's Han and Chewie, yeah. We're in the room. As far as the events from the film go, what I did is I went through kind of the Legends and Expanded Universe and just sort of mentioned some items, or, or from the original films, mm-hmm. and I mentioned some items here that may or may not appear in this film as a part of Han Solo's backstory. Yeah. So the first thing would be serving the Empire as an Imperial officer. So Han Solo was once a part of the Empire. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's the Legends lore, and mm-hmm. it seems like that's kind of what's happening in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like he's a, talking to a like he's talking to a recruiter. Officer, yeah. yeah, which is probably just a scam that he's running. I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna go on and assume that'd be great. But uh, yeah, no, originally he was gonna be a pilot uh, cargo runner for the Empire. Yeah, um, and then with that, with aspirations maybe of going past that to like starfighter pilot, mm-hmm. what have you, uh, and then of course that doesn't pan out. Yeah, this could also even be like a scene because I know the scene you're talking about in the trailer, it could also be a scene as part of the heist that takes place in the movie, because there is some sort of yeah. heist that's going on yeah, in the there's movie. Yeah, there's some kind of heist. Could, could go yeah. either way. Uh, another item, so betraying the Empire to save Chewbacca from slavery, and Chewbacca's throwing a life debt. Well, that's almost guaranteed, because Chewbacca's in the movie. Yep. So, basically... Going well, I mean, that could have already happened. That could be, uh, yeah, they could off, pick up that could be an off-screen yeah. thing that they... Nobody ever really ever sees it because yeah. everyone already knows it happens. So they pick up post Chewbacca doing the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. You know, there's a couple scenes where in the trailer he might be doing it uh, at that point, and there's the whole distance and things like that. Yeah, yeah, is it distance in or is Legends? It time? In Legends, it's a measure of distance. Yeah, the way that it was explained in Legends because it was actually given an explanation. Really, it was is the Kessel Run is this long, arduous kind of, like, smuggling run you do. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, the shorter distance that you do it in is usually excessively dangerous. So oh. the idea that he did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, like, he was able to get the whole run done yeah. in such a short distance. He took the most dangerous route. He took the most dangerous route. Gotcha, gotcha. So that would be fun to see. Kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah it kind of makes sense. And it's very possible, like, that might be... I could see it where he they pull a heist, they get the stuff on the on the ship, mm. and then he starts running. They, and that's and that's where they he may be like showing that in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. He uh, loses them in the. In well, the there's that craziness. that space yeah they, an asteroid field yeah. that he's flying through. Yeah, classic yeah. solo. Um, so number five meeting of Jabba the Hutt and other Hutt gangsters on oh. Nar Shadda, the Hutt homeworld. So this is amazing. a this is a setting from the Hutt Gambit, which is in the Han Solo trilogy of books. Not the Hutt homeworld. 
No, no, I know. It, no, the Hutta. moon. Yeah, this is the moon of the Hutt homeworld. Technically, but... the Hutt homeworld is not even Nalhutta. Really? Yeah, no, no the that Hutt, I didn't know. You know, in Legends lore, the Huts had a different homeworld, and that was <laughs> destroyed because they over-industrialized it, and they left. Another event? The betrayal of Jabba the Hutt when Solo dumps a spice shipment because he is afraid of being boarded by the Empire and found out. So, and I'm, I'm theorizing that, that if this is in the movie, it will probably pay, play out a little bit differently. Uh, like spice, he gets stood eh? up uh, by a team member or something. Yeah, they say, just like, quote, spice. Just like in uh, Sheriff of Nottingham. Inserting quote for Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> yeah, spices. You can't, you, can't, you can't get those spice spices. Spices. You know, they're illegal. Only for the higher up. And they might get dumped. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe on the Kessel Run. I don't know. It's all speculation. That would make a dust cloud. And then I'm theorizing: Will they be showing much of Corellia? Uh, so this is this is uh, the homeworld of uh, Han Solo and several other people. Uh, Wedge Antilles, Crix Maydeen. Uh, curious if they will make surprise appearances uh, because they are Corellians, and cool. it's, it would be very early in their careers as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, will we see the Imperial shipyards? Because many of the Imperial ships are actually built on Corellia. Yeah, um, literally fact checking. He's 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 wondering. No, yeah, I, I'm not gonna get I... into it. I'm not gonna get into it. Did you find out who was the original? I'm working on it. He's working, working on, on the it. first one. I believe in you. Uh, any references to Vader or the Jedi massacre? Because those those events would have only taken place maybe a couple of years before the events in this film. Well, um, it, it happens throughout the uh, the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see some kind of reference to that, and maybe. I don't see how they we're going to get through this movie without there being a lightsaber and or Darth Vader. Someone so. better get cut by a lightsaber is all I'm saying. <laughs> Ashes right? throwing the gauntlet down, all right? Listen. Someone has to get at least minorly wounded by a lightsaber. I fully agree with that assertion. Will we see Chewbacca tear anyone's arms out of their sockets? It's a be. reference in A New Hope, and I really want to see somebody's arm get torn out of their sockets. You know what? damn well better. For losing a, for losing a game, no less. That would be great. Will we get to see a full game of Dejeric? So Dejeric is the uh, holographic game on the ship that's like a fighting game where they fight like a, monsters against like one another. Almost like a chess, almost like a space chess. Yeah, yeah, it's a chessboard. Mm. Yeah, it looks like a chessboard. And then they're fighting these monsters on it and they're like suplexing yeah, one I another. That. So will they suplex one another? Will there be a figure four? Will there be a high... Oh. Will there be an atomic elbow? I'm hoping there's going to be some, some definitely some... Uh, well, uh, I'm not going to mention any, you know, any uh, trademarked moves by certain, but you know, the people's elbow and shit like <laughs> yeah, that. The people's know, elbow. You know, like, <laughs> I'm all about it, man. Lines that I predict will be spoken by Han Solo. I'll get these out of the way. <laughs> so, right. one, let the Wookiee win. Two, I've got a bad feeling about this. And then three, never tell me the odds. <laughs> So I think are, it's probably going to happen. I think it's going to be the opposite. Yeah, in, in the trailer, in the trailer, that there is a line where he says, "I've I've got a good feeling about this." So yeah, they could they could turn it on its head. It's what Disney does, man. Never. L- I know it. <laughs> I know what the race is now. What is it? And I feel like a fool. Okay, so so we're referring back to this is the the race of beings that once the held the world. moon of Narshada no, or no, or Nalhada. Before it was called Nalhada, the the race that was actually that originates from the planet is known as the Evokai. Okay. And they're not very bright. Okay. And they're very trustworthy. And the Hutt showed up and you can pretty much imagine what happened. Okay. 
basically took advantage of them, took the world away from yeah, them. Yeah, um, this uh, closest way of describing what happened is pretty much when the colonies came to North America. Oh, I got and you. The natives got displaced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very much the same thing. But imagine well, uh, being displaced scale. by a race of large, slug-like people. Actually, uh, the majority of them are not large. Oh, oh man, breaking people's minds. What? No, uh, huts yeah. only become large when they become successful. They, yeah. Their uh, whole thing is that the bigger you are, you're showing off your opulence. Yeah. Uh, it's very much the whole like fat king. Okay. Gotcha. That's gotcha. pretty much what it is. Makes sense. Huts are actually very thin. It's very creepy seeing a not fat hut. So, yeah. and then... Um, I want to see what they look like, though. They're like snake slugs. Let it's me creepy. see. I gotta, I gotta Y'all look it up. What, and that's, that's all I got for predictions for this movie. I don't, so. think, I don't think there's actually much... much. Art. I think I've seen two things of it. Of it. Sorry. Yeah, for the for predictions for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything I can add to that, because you pretty much cornered the majority of what we can really I speculate. I tried. I'm going to be interested to see if we're going to see any more of the YT-1300s because the Falcon is obviously not what the developers of that ship called it. They called it the YT-1300. Right. It was made by uh, 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 the Corellian Engineering Corps. And there's a couple shots of the Millennium Falcon in the trailer. It shows it flying and they're very subtle about it, but it looks like the, the front nose of the ship, that space is actually filled in. It, so it's like solid. So it's not two nose pins kind of going out the front. It actually looks solid. So there might be. They're going to touch on different pieces of the They'll ship. Touch that, on it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, there's there is a, there could be a thing for that because uh, the whole thing was that the reason why there's not very many of them is because there's a very limited run. Um, there are other YT series things. Awesome. Uh, there are, sorry, Osher showed the uh, most ridiculous. Well, he told it looked me like about Terry, <laughs> Terry Cruz's yes. arms on a hut. Ju- so he told me about the thin huts, but what about the huts that work out, dog? It's, what about the ones that was, don't It was a hut with in? very muscular <laughs> like, man, man arms. Yeah. <laughs> that was disturbing, man. I got terrifying. Yeah, nightmares. <laughs> what was I even talking about now? Was it a picture the again? Or was it? No. Yeah, well, we <laughs> So derailing. God damn internet. <laughs> I give up. Yes. He is so proud of himself now. Oh, uh, yes. That's, that's it. I'm calling it. That's the end of the yeah, podcast. Guys, <laughs> guys we've, we've made it to the end of another episode of Roading Geek Official Podcast. So this is uh, Alex, Rob, and Ash, and Aaron all signing off. Yep. And uh, thank you for tuning in for another week.